Lizzie Le Bon Temps Roulé, the Universal Mardi Gras lineup was announced just one day after we recorded our last episode, exactly like I predicted. So now we are going to run through it and see what's happening this year at Universal's Mardi Gras celebration. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 244 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is also brought to you by Disboards.com. If you're looking for even more information to help you plan your Universal Orlando vacation, head over to Disboards.com and join the discussion today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clevin. Hello. Hello. And then back on our controls, we have associate producer, Corey Fiascanaro. Hey, guys. Hello. Thank you all for being here today. Uh, like I said, we are going to have a, a fun episode for you. It's our annual uh, Let's Run Through the List of Mardi Gras Performers, uh, to which we know the classics, but then we uh, don't do our proper research on the lesser-known names for us. Not that they're lesser-known names in the world, but just, just for us personally. And then we frantically try to uh, look them up on Wikipedia, because that is the most trusted source of information you could ever find. Remember and that year we didn't know who Sean Mendez was, and now he's everywhere? Did that really happen? Yeah, it was. I think it was the first year I was on the show, and I remember being like, who's this guy? And well, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, he, sing, he sings that one song that I like, Stitches. That's and funny. And I was like, I, I got, I'm nauseated by how often I hear his music now. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, he is even someone that I am fully aware of and have uh, listened to, not actively. I have not seeked mm-hmm. him out to listen to him, but uh, if he pops up on the television or the radio, I can actually, I can actually sit through it. So, yes, uh, if this is one of your first times watching the uh, Universal edition of the Dis Unplugged or, or new to Universal and trying to find out information, this is uh, probably not the best episode to start on because we, uh, we tend to have a uh, we we get a breakdown about halfway through the list and get a little wacky, but uh, you know what? Suffer through Wack-a-doo. it, and it's gonna Wack-a-doo. be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun here. So, and there's more to talk about with Mardi Gras than just the concert performers, but that's a big part of it. So, uh, without further ado, I think we should just jump into it right away, and we'll jump in at the very basics of it. What is Universal Mardi Gras? Well, Universal Mardi Gras is a daily event at Universal Orlando. Resort specifically inside Universal Studios, Florida. It will begin on February 1st and run through April 2nd this year. And I know what you're thinking. Well, isn't Mardi Gras basically the last weekend of February? Why does it go all the way through April? Well, that's because they only do the concerts on select nights that happen to uh, start with Sat and end in Erde. And then also, I believe they do on like two Sundays and a Friday. In that mix, excuse me, I almost choked on air. I don't know how that was possible. <laughs> Both on but, air and on air. Yeah. It was like I took a breath in while I was talking instead of doing a hard pause. I'm like, <gasps> that, yeah. that got bad there for a second. Whew. 
I was worried for myself. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they want uh, the big part of this event is that they do these concert with big name performers, and obviously you don't want to just do like five weekends of big performers they want to get as many uh, artists in there and extend this event as long as they can so that's why uh, it, it runs way way past mardi gras but uh, you know what it's still even though it, it seems silly to be celebrating mardi gras a month after the the actual mardi gras takes place it's still really easy to get into the spirit of the event uh but that being said you might uh, if you're more familiar with Walt Disney World, you might think, hey, Mardi Gras, is this worth the money on an extra ticket to go to this event? Uh, and that's not the case. Very much like the holidays at Universal Orlando, uh, Mardi Gras is completely included in the price of your admission as long as you have admission to Universal Studios Florida. So uh, if you just happen to show up on one of those Saturdays, then you're going to get a concert with your ticket. So, and this applies to all tickets that are for Universal Studios Florida, uh, if you're there on that day, and then most annual passes, uh, the lowest tier, I believe, is is once again blocked out for the concert dates. So, you know, you can always upgrade your annual pass and make sure that you get in uh, to, to all the events that you want to be a part of. And this is a big year for Universal Mardi Gras because it is actually the 25th anniversary of Universal Mardi Gras. And that is that is quite the milestone. You know, Halloween Horror Nights coming up on its 30th anniversary, as we talked about last week, and now Universal Mardi Gras. That Technically, we should have added it to our list of reasons to you come. You pushed. You didn't. I pushed hard for this. You did push hard, and I... I just, I guess I did not do the math on the fact. Actually, I will be completely honest with you. I have, I did not know Universal Mardi Gras has been running for 25 years. You just you don't. That's bonkers to you me. You don't want to believe me. It's all right. It's all right. I get it. I get it. I do want to believe you. But uh, so if you, if you were at Universal Mardi Gras in the past, uh, you know, the past three years, you pretty much know what to expect already. But for those who haven't been on a while or have never been, uh, like I already said once, this is a nightly event. Event. A bent. A bent. <laughs> a bent. It is a nightly event with uh, the big premiere nights being on those nights that have the concerts. Way back, I'm talking eons ago, four or five years ago, Universal Mardi Gras literally only took place on, on the event nights with the concerts. So... You show up Monday through Friday. If there's not a like, the concerts were only basically Saturday, random Friday, Sundays. So you would show up Monday through Friday. No parade, nothing. It's just it wasn't nothing happened. Only on those specific nights. But then they made that change. So the parade runs daily, uh, February first through April second, and uh, so that way, even on the weekdays, you can get your Mardi Gras fix in. And yeah, that's so. What comes with Mardi Gras? The parade is uh, is is a key part of the entire celebration. Uh, this year, every year, there's a little bit of a, a change in theme for the parade. There's always six floats that stay the exact same every year. Uh, you have the the big gator float that you'll see a, a mm-hmm. lot of Universal's, a lot of Universal's promotions on Universal Mardi Gras. The the riverboat float. You will have the uh, king and queen float. The jester float. Uh, it's the with the crew of Dionysus. Uh, those are those are your mainstay floats, and then there's twelve floats total. So the other six are going to be your your specific theme floats. And Rhino, did you see the theme for this year? I did not. Well, it is Treasures of the Deep. 
Oh, so uh, a lot of octopuses, I'm going to assume. Okay. Uh, I just thought that it was going to be inspired by the enchantment under the sea dance. Oh, maybe I I was wrong there. I went to like a sunken ship, sort of a pirate situation or something. I don't know. You know what? You're probably right. But pull pull that up here. Yeah. So, (laughs) okay. I've been trying to pull up every one of the artists I don't recognize and realizing (laughs) there were more than I thought. So. Yeah, well, you will be a uh, big help when we come to that part. And so right now they only they only said uh, kind of two details about the parade, those those new floats, uh, and that's that they will be inspired by mystical creatures of the deep. So very well could be octopuses, octopi. Um, I believe James Bond knows what it is called. <laughs> okay, fantastic. And then the sunken city of Atlanta, mm. Drama restaurant reference there. Oh, I thought it was a resort to your favorite resort in the Caribbean. It was a resort? That would be the reference to you. That would be the sunken city of Atlantis. One day, I do hope that... Oh, Atlantis. I just got what you did. Okay, sorry. And I even butchered it because I almost said a a restaurant to Futurama, and that would make no sense. Uh, And then they also say, and more. And these floats are are really, truly amazing. I can't wait to see what the concept art is for these ones this year and then see them in person. They're always amazing. All the floats are made by uh, Kern Studios. Studios, who actually makes floats for New Orleans Mardi Gras celebrations. So these are uh, these are just as authentic as you can get. And then they also said this year that uh, the floats, the standard floats, the fan favorite ones, as they call them, they will actually be adorned with extra decoration there to commemorate the fact that they're celebrating uh, 25 years of partying at 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 Universal Orlando. And it really is a party. I mean, the the parade route comes in and out of that that opening that's right beside the horror makeup show and mm-hmm. then Cafe La Bamba. And it literally drives right through the streets of Hollywood, up Production Central, through New York, and then comes back around and exits right where it came in from. And so all along the way, you have beads being thrown by all the people on the parade. You know, not, not big fancy beads like you would see at a, a true Mardi Gras parade in New Orleans, but it's still fun. I mean, it is... It is high energy. It's it's probably my favorite part of Universal Mardi Gras for sure. They definitely do a really good job every year. This parade like comes out and it, like you can really feel the energy yeah. of it. You know, I, I'd say they do a really really good job of really making that like party feeling. You know, everyone's having fun yeah. and I don't know. There's just something. You know, the feet can't fail me now. Yeah. And I I stand by our normal recommendation on Universal Mardi Gras Parade is that if you are able to experience it on a night that is not a concert night, uh, you will not have to uh, stress out as much about where you're going to be experiencing the parade from. If if you're trying to get right Mm -hmm. in that Hollywood area where you can get double the beads by being there right when they, they first come out and then also maximizing on the people who didn't throw their beads enough through the parade and try to dump them right at the end. Uh, you're you're going to have to definitely plan out a little bit earlier. But on a, on a normal weeknight during Universal Mardi Gras, you can you can get any good spot around the the parade uh, the parade line and definitely capture your beads. You know, give it give it. I would say. 20, 30 minutes ahead of time, and you can get a, an excellent front row spot so you know you can catch as much beads as you want. But if you're there on a concert night, the crowds are already going to be more massive because there's a concert happening. And if you want if you want to be uh, see the concert, then 
there's one strip that is like specifically right in front of the stage that's on the Universal Studios Music Plaza stage. Like there's that one strip there that is packed very early because people want to be able to watch the parade and then turn around and see the concert immediately. So uh, it can just get really congested. So if you can watch the parade on a normal night and then if you're there for a concert night, you really want to see that performer, make sure that you're there to see them and, and get a spot nice and early for the performer. Like when I waited for three hours to watch Mr. John Stamos play with the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, I wish he was. Uh, I was not in town for that one. You were not, and I wish. Uh, I wish I would have known more about what I know now about John Stamos back then when I had my unhealthy obsession with him. Because the more I read about him, he's apparently not a good person. Oh, so. you didn't know about Rebecca Romaine and him? I mean, I knew about that. Oh, okay. I, it's you know what you give one, you give him a pass here and there, but then once. All, once the extra creepy stories come out, of, especially with some of its interactions with like Disney cast members and stuff, then it's like, ugh. but I, you know what? The man can still drum his heart out. So I'll give him that. Right. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> Fantastic. So that is your, that is one of the nightly aspects of universal Mardi Gras. Again, another aspect of universal Mardi Gras that we've talked about in the past, heavily focused on is the Food, and that is uh, a lot of the happenings in the the French Quarter courtyard that happens in the the little park area in the New York section of Universal Studios Florida, and this is where they have authentic Cajun food, as we always say, which is authentic by if you get the little sausage the Tabasco packets that they can offer you. Actually, I believe they give out Texas Pete, which <laughs> always is a disappointment to me, but. Yeah, if you if you add tons of hot sauce on everything, you kind of get the authentic feel. But I mean, it's it's authentic for the masses who who probably can't handle a lot of those Cajun flavors. But you're you, gonna find you get your crawfish though, exactly. But you're gonna find all the classics. You're gonna find po' boys, gumbo, jambalaya, beignets, king cake. They they've got them all in this area. Then and then of course twisted taters and chicken tenders for the non brave souls out there and. And I don't think we had a bad meal there last year. I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. And we pretty much loved everything that we had. And that's, uh, you know, with the addition of hot sauce and such. But and plenty, plenty of drinks, whether it's the signature drinks they make for the event or New Orleans beers from Abita and such. So there's just plenty there Uh, returning to the event, which we didn't get a chance to do. It probably won't do it this year either. But they have the Bayou Boil, which tries to do a crawfish boil for uh for mardi gras and that's an add-on experience that happened several nights the tasting lanyard that allowed rhino and i to try a lot of the food last year is also returning again which was a great deal like if you only used it for like beers and stuff you weren't getting your value out of but if you ordered like the signature item at each booth i think we made out like 20 bucks a head or yeah yeah we were doing the math in that video as we went Yeah, and it was a good deal as long as you're going to stick to a lot of the food items and maybe use just some of the leftovers on on drinks and the fact that you could buy it the first night of the event and then use it throughout the entire event and not being... Uh, not being like only you can only use this this one night that really made it so that you could return and constantly uh, constantly be able to enjoy all the food there but uh, a new thing that they're doing this year is actually called carnival around the universe and it's going to be a tasting tent that will feature dishes inspired by carnivals worldwide with new 
menu items debuting bi-weekly throughout the event. Hmm. So right there where I'm saying like the tasting lanyard inspires you if you don't use all your tasting little things that they give you on there to to the one night of the event you have plenty of opportunities to come back but now we have this new addition to it where where you really do have to come back bi-weekly in order to experience all the food yeah i like that especially that i i I do like how universal is with their annual pass holders you know that there's always they're always giving you a reason to be back consistently and frequently yeah and i like the fact too that it's finally them really stretching outside the box with Mardi Gras, because Mardi Gras, while it is, for Americans, you know, it is New Orleans. That is, it is it is Fat Tuesday for here and beyond, and that's it. But it's, it's all based off of Catholicism, so there's other countries all throughout the world that have their own version of Mardi Gras that they also celebrate. And so I like that this is the carnival around the universe is finally bringing it in. Yeah, there's the, they do the carnival uh diner dining experience at sapphire falls that also i didn't you know has that you know, very much like the luau at royal pacific they have the yeah, carnival at sapphire falls so it's you know it's but that's that's a separate thing at the hotels this bringing it into the event i feel like you know it's uh, maybe i'm talking it up a little bit too much in my mind right now but i'm excited for this tent i'm excited to see what they roll yeah. out with it i'm excited to try new cuisine in this event so uh, i am very much looking forward to that and also in the french quarter courtyard area uh, it's there's always not always i shouldn't say it that way but uh Throughout the event, there's going to be live music happening in this area sporadically throughout the night, every single night. And this comes courtesy of actual uh, New Orleans bands that they come in from New Orleans and and they just perform all throughout. So uh, if you're from there, you might know some of them, like the Dirty Bourbon River Show, the Free Agents Brass Band, the New Breed Brass Band, and the Naughty Professor Brass Band. Not brass bands. Uh, I am, yeah, I'm not familiar with any of those artists. I I think to, the first one you said was here last year. The Dirty Bourbon River Show? Maybe. I might be yeah. making that up, but that sounds really familiar. I, I mean, some of them have, I know, in years past, they've returned year after year. I'm sure it's a lot of fun for them, especially, you know, back in in the day they used to set up on a stage and it was very you walk up and you watch them perform and it was very sterile but now the fact that they come through the crowd and they play and everyone forms these circles and there's dancing with all the parade performers because before the parade's happening uh, all the performers in the parade are constantly throughout the streets and that includes the stilt walkers uh everyone who's half dressed and uh, it's just, it's really, it, they add to that entire environment. Mm. Not that it's fun with, it's not fun without them, but when those bands come out, it takes the energy to a next level for yeah. sure. So that is the gist of what you would expect on a nightly basis now. And as I've said, on those select nights, you will have the concerts and those are the big deals. That is that is what Mardi Gras is for a lot of people. And there's a lot of uh, very big names this year. Some are exciting to Rhino, some aren't. 
but we will run through them now and we'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. I know I know the first uh, first one's easy, and that's on February 1st. Kicking off the event for the concert series will be The Roots. And if you are unfamiliar with The Roots, then lucky for you, you can go to Universal Studios Florida earlier in the day and experience Race Through New York yeah. starring Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> and you can get very up close and uh, personal with The Roots because, of course, The Roots are are Jimmy Fallon's band on The Tonight Show and have appearances in that attraction. And hopefully you knew them before they were Jimmy Fallon's band because they were very successful before they went down that foray. But uh, I expect this concert to actually be very busy uh, because you will know that there are those fans of the roots out there who know and love them but then you're also going to get that casual uh, couple in their late 50s who are like oh we saw him on the jimmy fallon yeah we saw the man who had the pick in his afro he, he, on the he, jimmy fallon he's making nightly appearances <laughs> on television people should know yeah <laughs> So the Roots will kick it off, and then uh, the next week on February 8th, Rhino, going to need your help right out of the gate with this one. We've got not Carol A, B, C, D, E, well, last or year we had last year we had Becky G. We did. So we've got Carol this year. <laughs> yeah, we have Carol G. Rhino, who in the world is Carol G? Okay, so Carol G uh, um, is uh, a Colombian <laughs> reggaeton singer and songwriter. Uh, oh. So, yeah, so that's one of the beauties of these the universal concert lineups i think they do really well they bring a lot of um diverse acts They're like yes. all over not just t- in time but you know for uh, type of music so you've got country you get um some of the latin stuff you get uh you know some of the hip-hop stuff some of the dance stuff you get a little bit of everything a little some something for everybody but carol g let me see um i i had the discography but i wanted the i wanted to see if any of the uh the singles looked familiar to me, and they, um, they do not. Hmm. No, no. That's fine. So that's okay. But I, 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 I yeah, yeah. My exposure to Latin music beyond Ricky Martin and Greece, Enrique Iglesias, uh, and I don't mean that sarcastically. I have like their their yeah. Spanish language album as well. Is um is kind of limited to what like Eli will listen to and I am not I know that he does not like reggaeton yeah. so that is not often heard around <laughs> I I genuinely can't help with anything with this so with with she her seems, or many I think of the she's artists. younger I know that she's newer too she's only got two albums we are really trying to like we don't need to stretch Carol G we can move on we don't need to <laughs> but Carol to G people there you we go. know more Good so yeah. uh, February fifteenth you're gonna have to help me on this too so uh, celebrating Valentine's Day on the fourteenth we'll maybe change that to the fifteenth because we got Belle Biv DeVoe. Okay, boom. Belle Div DeVoe, also known as BBD, is an American music group formed from members of the New Edition. They're from Boston. No, please tell me they do not shorten their name to BBD. It says also known, and it's at BBD. BBDV is what I would I Fantastic. Would but um, yeah, they've been around. Oh, I had their singles pulled up because it says their first single is Poison from 1990. Not, I don't believe, to get confused with the other Poison. I... I didn't want to play it. They've so been around wanna... since 1990. Yeah, I've never heard of Belle okay, Biv DeVoe. You've never heard of the song Do Me? No. That's the next <laughs> single. Um, gangsta, <laughs> Above the Rim, Something in Your Eyes. 
I feel like oh, I've heard something. Do me by the sure. BBDs. I can't say the name of another one because it's got a gangster it's got above a bad the rim. It. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, I'm shocked by this. They have still have singles out, I guess. But I'm like, I'm not. I'm surprised. Usually, sometimes I feel like when you have a band that starts in your town, like a what? Oh my gosh! Of course, I've already forgotten what they the the Boston band was, but. Um, you kind of are like, oh yeah, we know this one, but it says, I don't. Oh, uh, I see. See, I I finally joined on you. I am not aware of them, but they are former members of New Edition. Right. That's and a, yeah. They get the name because it's their last names all in there. So that's clever. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so still, I'm very uncomfortable uh, with with some of the names of their songs. And uh, why? Well, I told you I won't say one because it's got yeah. a bad word in it. Yeah. So we'll move on to February 16th. Uh, if you're extending your Valentine's uh, Day celebrations an extra two days, uh, this is where Rhino is most excited. I When I sent him a text that there was rumor swirling about oh, this, yeah. he got super excited. But yes, Rhino cannot wait for February 16th. We have Plus Live Plus. Well, uh, well also, okay. this is where I've learned that's how Live styles yeah. their name. I had... I thought it was just live, not with the plus. But I, I don't know why it's like that. I it feel hasn't like they've been like that. Has I feel it? like they did it once search engines became a thing. Well, because it's when you impossible to find the, yeah. the song, yeah. <laughs> when you started typing in live music, and it, it always you. gives you the live performance. I'll be like heaven by live, and it'll be like heaven live, and I'm like no, I want the studio recorded version of it. And then it'll give you tears in heaven, try, sung live by Eric Clapton. Yeah, try asking an Alexa. Uh, if she'll play something there. Can you play live? Yeah. <laughs> playing live music shuffle from Pandora. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, what is kind of shocking to me is I just assumed everybody knew who live was. Like, okay, what was the band that we watched last year that did, not Gasoline, what was the name of the song? Bush. Kerosene. Yeah. Yeah, not Kerosene. Uh, you know, Chris, I, um, <laughs> what was it? Now I can't remember. Um I'm sure people are screaming at the thing right now. Glycerine. Glycerine. I was like, I kept calling it gasoline. I wanted to call it like everything, like crystalline. <laughs> and maybe she's born for it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's kerosene. That's what I'm yeah. going to say. Um, but live, I feel like I was like, oh, yeah, everybody ever has heard the song Lightning Crashes, right? And then people are like, no, there aren't many songs in the world that use the word placenta in it. And it was a big. They sing a lot, uh, like I alone, uh, selling the drama, um, the dolphins cry. Jeez, uh, I I feel like I'm missing a really big I, one right yep. here. It's you love them, Rhino, and I understand why you love them. But as I have said to you multiple times, I feel like Plus Live Plus is one of those <laughs> bands that, that everyone all over you. That's the only much one. like you were to Bush. They, it's one of those bands where as soon as they play one of their hit songs, they're instantly recognizable, but they weren't quite on that same level of Pearl Jam where it's they, they were, were like, it was yes, definitely that like is Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam's the top of the umbrella, yeah. and then I felt like you had people that liked, I can't even remember the name of the band we just said, the Glycerine. Bush. Bush. So then, yeah. I, then I felt like you had people that were like fans of Bush. You had people that were yeah. fans of Live, and not to not to put the music down at all. And they say, were like, yeah. say that, say that they're a subsection of that. But it it had that. It ha- definitely has that early nineties yeah. grungier. They're feel the to groups it. that like. They're the groups that will never make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like you know, Nirvana and Pearl Jam already in there. 
And then you have like the ones who are maybe going to be on the cusp, like nine inch nails and such. But then like Bush live, they will never be in. And I, I just, these songs the, remind yeah. me of being a kid, like Good. in my dad's uh, uh, station wagon. Like he, he was a big Pearl Jam fan. And that, but I just, I always think like, I, how do you not know Lightning Crashes? See, you know Lightning Crashes, though, right? I do, yeah. A lot of the songs you just mentioned, I know them because I type in on like YouTube <laughs> 90s. Yeah, I lo- love those songs. I type in 90s alternative playlists and I just let it go, but I don't always know who's singing it. And I remember them playing on the radio as a kid, too. I didn't know that uh, that live was the people. Who live had, a, I think, it, it was they had like kind of a resurgence around like 2003 when he had Heaven. It was the it, that was a really big single, and um, they had like the best of album that came out. So it had all of these on there. And th- anyway, oh, anyway, anyway, I'm excited for live on February 16th yeah. I, to are. see them live. Yeah, February 22nd. Of course, we have. Uh, I feel like they've played this event before, and if they haven't, yeah. then they will play it again at some point in the future. No, we they have, definitely have. We have Cool in the Gang, and I, I don't think there's much that needs to be said about this. This is where, uh, as you already mentioned, the uh, the range that they go for in the acts, you know, it's not just like they're targeting late 80s, 90s, 2000s, and then hit makers of today they also do dive back and they they want to pull from oh there's uh, another one coming up too so uh cool in the gang is definitely one of those uh on february 29th one of the ones i'm most confused about me yeah and i'm going i i'm going to try to be as sensitive as possible with it but apparently uh one of the things universal touted the most with this year is that tlc will be playing at universal mardi gras of course don't go chasing waterfalls, no scrubs. I mean, I, I can sit here and sing some of those songs. That's how big TLC was throughout the 90s and 2000s. How does it work now okay, that I, Lisa Left Eye is I, no I'm, longer I'm with looking, us? I'm looking it up. Um, well, that's the thing. You got the you got the T and the C, but you, got you don't the have TC. the L. Yeah, because yeah. you don't like, got the love in. How can you do scrubs without it? So what's the season? I know T Boz, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, and. Um, I could tell you right now, I think. Um, uh, chili. Chili. How did I forget chili? <laughs> um, like I shouldn't have. But, so okay. they actually... Okay, so this is saying that in 2005, they released their fifth and final album. And that was post... Obviously, this was post... I, I don't remember what year uh, Lisa passed away unfortunately um i'm gonna tell you it really quick 2002 okay okay so there it says the band had a hiatus because it says hiatus and biographical television film 2007 to 2014 and then 2015 it says that's when they released the final album and embarked on an american tour with new kids on the block and nelly titled the main event tour um that was probably fun the final and the fifth and final studio album sorry was released on 2017 uh, and in July 2019, TLC embarked on the Whole Lot of Hits tour, co-headlining with Nelly and supported by Flo Rida. So, how is Nelly still around? I, I don't even know. <laughs> um, Fantastic. It's getting hot in here. Come on. Yeah. Uh, 
So I don't know. It doesn't really say, like, just looking at this really quickly, it doesn't really say. I don't okay. know that they're so going to release It's only the two. Just kinda, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, they'll probably play a lot of stuff from their latest album. It's still only the, yeah, yeah. Two, the it, two of them there. And they don't, it's not like they bring in a special guest. No, no. To yeah. Fill I, think, in for I think it's more of Lisa's a, parts. Yeah. Okay. Well, in honor of her. Expect yeah. that to be an insanely busy night uh, for sure. It, it's got to be crazy. So, a lot of people have a lot of affection for TLC. On March 7th, uh, get out your jean jacket, everyone. REO Speedwagon I is coming. I love REO Speedwagon. I know. It's, you love them ever for, since the first time. The, uh, Drive me crazy. Uh, no, I was going to say, oh. ever since the first time you you heard What's-His-Name on Glee singing them in the shower. Oh, no. God, no. I didn't even <laughs> know that was an REO Speedwagon song when you sang that on thing, because I was like, what is this song? Uh, it's the song that they sing to each other they're not like singing but they're saying it and it plays in the background in um uh you drive me crazy the melissa joan hart yes. adrian grenier movie yeah see i first learned about reo speedwagon i mean i probably had heard them before no, yeah. from my dad listening to you know oldies on the radios and stuff not that they were old i mean they were mostly big in the 80s so uh, they weren't old at all but uh, REO Speedwagon, I first really learned about them in uh, Billy Madison. When Billy makes it to high school, he has a jean jacket with REO Speedwagon. Oh, er, I never he's got the jean jacket on. And he's wearing an REO Speedwagon t-shirt and he just gets torn apart because that's his idea of what a, a cool high schooler would wear. So it's oh, it's always been a joke. But I love REO Speedwagon, actually. So they they're, they're the right blend of cheesy pop ballads and then yeah. uh, soft soft rock and roll. So. Keep on loving you. Come on. Uh, on March eighth, Dustin Lynch. Who is he? A uh, country singer. Okie dokie. That's why we don't know. And pass. Uh, March thirteenth, <laughs> we have Louis Fonzie. Uh, yeah, which is a big deal. Um, well, he Louis Fonzie is a. Uh, I know who Louis Fonzie is for years now because. Eli, the first time I went to Puerto Rico, made me take his picture in front of a Pepsi machine because he was on it. Um, And so I know that he loves this guy. But also, he's gotten a lot more, I feel like, recognition in the States because of the Justin Bieber really liked his song. Mm -hmm. And they sing that song, which was Louis Fonzi's song before it, uh, Despacito. Yes. So I think he'll be popular. I think not just for that. I think some people who aren't familiar will recognize his music. Yep. But. And also popular that weekend on March 14th, we have the All-American Rejects. All of our dirty little secrets. I do like. I yeah. am. I am still. It's one of those I put on an album. Like one of the two albums that I listen to. I know they have more than that. But it's either. I, I know everyone goes to Dirty Little Secrets, but I like Swing Swing. Yeah. I, see, they were... All American Rejects, I feel like at that time in music, it was like I preferred more stuff like like Newfound Glory mm-hmm. that was slightly more punkier and stuff like All American Rejects was more pop rockish where I liked pop punk at that time. So it was like All American Rejects. You, you were like, this isn't, uh, who sings Dance Dance? Who's that? That's Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. I was not a Fallout Boy. I'm Panic at the Disco, but not Fallout Boy. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I thought those go hand in hand. No, they don't. Good they Charlotte. Tried, they tried to make the two. Uh, Good Charlotte, the first album for sure. Second album a little bit, but then it just got really bad really quickly. <laughs> Newfound Glory was my favorite band for years. Probably like a like a eight year stint. That's what I said. My favorite band was. 
And, and it's not a bad. It's just it was not for me. But uh, they re- they are returning to this event, so they clearly draw a crowd, and they love playing for Universal. So that's big. Uh, on March fifteenth, another huge name. So that whole weekend is just going to be the Friday, Saturday, Sunday is going to oh, be a yeah, big, a, row, just a big weekend. March fifteenth, uh, as Pete texted me about this when the news came out, he said, "Well, we'll be able to find." every gay person over 50 at Universal Orlando on March 15th because Diana Ross is in town. Who's she? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my first response to him is, I thought Diana Ross was dead. <gasps> and, Don't say that. Well, I mean, like, I, I, yeah, I'm not saying like, oh, no, yeah, Diana Ross getting her confused with Whitney Houston. I know, like, I, I know who Diana Ross is. I just kind of forgot she was still alive. Just one of those moments. 75 years old. And so she's pushing it. Yeah. She's pushing it. Every every day is a blessing for all of us, but uh, especially once you get above 70, in my opinion. So uh, Diana Ross, yeah, it's uh, you. Well, we just lost star. a demographic from this show. I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> it's fine. I like to kill off one Anyone demographic over every 70. week. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we lost it. Kevin Close will never watch our show again. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, March 20th, Chris Young. Country. Country? Okay. Yeah. Skipping it. <laughs> it's just, I, I really dislike country. I don't even like thinking about it. When I'm riding in the car with my wife and she changes it to the country station, I like, I, I tell her, I'm like, you know I'm driving, right? Uh, your wife likes country music. She She's from Atlanta, Georgia. I just, a pair I've of learned jeans something about your wife. Just too. right. <laughs> I can't. Okay, March 21st, we have Do Earth, remember? Wind, and Fire. So another diving back into the oldies, uh, closer along the, the lines of Cool and the Gang and Diana Ross in there. But Earth, Wind, and Fire, I mean, still kicking it to this day. They still do. They usually... Oh, yeah. They usually play, uh, they'll do the summer concerts at amphitheaters and stuff, usually with another act, another kind of 60s, 70s uh, group that's in the same level of fame. So, I mean, they're, they're, still, doing, they're still doing good. So uh, it'll probably be another night where, uh, where there's an older demographic coming out to Universal Orlando, but they'll be dancing the night away. And anyone of any age can figure out an Earth, Wind & Fire song. You know it. You've heard it. You've seen uh, Charlie's Angels. You know it. Yeah. So uh, March 22nd, but Charlie Angel? Well, that's the origin story. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It does. We, uh, my resolution for the New Year's was stop the inside jokes. Oh, so, no. Keep them coming. Uh, but that was an inside joke just from this weekend. So March 22nd, Marshmallow, apparently a DJ. I know nothing of him. Oh, wow. Oh, you don't know? You, no. you, you might... I, I would put money that you might have heard one of the songs because the songs are very played. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One with was Wolves with Selena Gomez, which I didn't know that was the name of the song, but I definitely know it because it's the... I've been running through the jungle. I've been running through the wolves to get to you, to get to you. The only thing I know that sounds like that is the Billy Joel classic, In the Middle of Night. <laughs> oh, jeez, no, no. I've been walking in my sleep. <laughs> I mean, I'm not singing it correctly, so. but... But he has another one that he does with Bastille, so you'd be like, oh, that's Bastille, and that's the, I just want you to be happier. I do know that one. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I got, that one plays okay. in the mall a lot. Okay. I, it was playing a lot yeah. in Florida Mall this weekend. But He collaborates with a lot of artists, and like he's actually he's actually kind of a big deal. Um, like he's So he's a DJ that wears the marshmallow mask. He's in his 20s, and like I think he's like the wealthiest... Like, I don't know the exact, the exact metric of what he accomplished, but like, it was like, 
He's young, from Philadelphia, Craig. Yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh. I, oh, we historically hate each other. Sorry, <laughs> okay. Fiasco. Go on. Yeah, so like it's a, it's like young DJ, very, very, very successful and wealthy. Like those are the metrics that go into what he accomplished. But he accomplished something big for for being a DJ of his age. I know oh. that. Yep. I mean, it's be it'd be interesting to see. I probably will not be there that I, night. I, though. I think he I think he will be very popular. Yeah. But the weird thing about this choice is that he it is collaboration. So it's like. That's, I'm it's not you're not quite I've always wondered this about DJs and and so I I, I mean, personally haven't seen, seen it, one but I'm like There's been I've seen it once at Mardi Gras before it's just they have a singer that sounds close to it that's not popular who's a part of their group and they'll sing or they'll just do like They'll just, yeah, it'll just be him spinning like at an EDM festival. I think uh, that's festival. What, what Becky G did because she had a very popular song. Um, uh, I don't remember the DJ. If it was like Bad Bunny or something like that. But they basically, she sang and then they just pumped in his part. You know what he just did that I just remembered? Marshmallow hosted the first ever live concert inside of a video game. So in the game Fortnite, it's an online shooting yeah. game that kids play on Xbox and also PC and other systems. Uh, he had a concert in Fortnite and like sold tickets, and it was like a big live show. It was the first ever. It's a big YouTube thing. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, I mean, you sold me on his You're success, like but I will not like <laughs> yeah, it, so I will not go. Right now. Uh, I probably also won't go on March 28th to Why Don't We, because I, I'm still waiting for them to finish their name. I don't. Yeah, right. I don't even know who this is. It's commonly abbreviated as WDW, though. You <laughs> might be. Of course, they would. You. I think maybe they should try and start a website where there's info about them somewhere. I believe it is. They are a boy band. From reading, I don't have to say I believe it is. They are definitely a boy band. I believe they're trying to be the new One Direction, but of American boys. I maybe. I don't know. I don't even know because I tried to look this up and I don't actually know any of these songs. Damn. So I I don't I have not heard of them. Maybe clear your cookies too. Just so no one knows that you were looking them up. Oh, okay. I was like, why is there a weird advertisement clear, here that you don't clear see? Clear the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> so and then our last concert of the Universal Mardi Gras event is March 29th, Gavin DeGraw. Which we have both seen there before. Yeah, I mean, last year. And he, last I year. think he did a very good concert. Yeah, he, he did his. put on a very good concert last year. I would return again, most likely. Uh, he smiled a lot. He and sure did. And it made did. me uncomfortable. So, but, uh, you know, many pop hits in the 2000s, so mid-2000s. And then he kind of had a, the little resurgence there. In the uh, he, 2010s as well too. So yeah, he's got. Or was like, he all 2010s? No, no, no. It's definitely okay. he. He so he was discovered in like 2002. Yeah. His uh, I want to say because I I have this personal connection with this because I heard him his song before it was a big thing. I it was follow through was the first album and I remember buying the album. Remember you could you could like a CD. If it was like kind of a no one would be like seven or eight dollars. Yeah. And then when it was somebody, it was like eighteen dollars or something. He yeah. was one of those where I got that album. And then I remember the price jacked up. It was the same with like Maroon Five. There was this one station that would play songs of bands nobody heard of that I would put on. And th- that follow through and I, I really enjoyed it. And he got popular like a year later with um I Don't Wanna Be and then they follow through they yeah. said was the third single, but it was actually the first single. But he was like discovered in a bar singing somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but I've, he sings a lot more. You've heard a lot more of his songs oh, than you realize. Yeah. He's one of those people. I think we, and, and he actually did 
two covers during our concert. So I think we ended up only being like unfamiliar with maybe two songs yeah. out of the 12 or so that he yeah. sang. Yeah. So he sang for um, a while. Yeah, he, he did sing for a while. He was very entertaining. He put on a good show. Again, I just don't like the amount that he smiled. His mouth uh, was wide open. Yeah, he is like <laughs> his... His mouth, especially, is like Jack Nicholson's Did we Joker. Say it was a poor man's so. Corey Martin. Didn't that <laughs> yeah, what we, we said? Yeah. Well, because he was wearing, you know, even though, uh, even though I also like wearing them the uh, the Newsies flat cap. Yeah. Uh, you know, Corey also has many many styles of that hat too. And sure enough, <laughs> Kevin DeGraw came out wearing the flat cap, and he had and a- he actually looks very similar to Corey. Yeah. Except when he smiles. So yeah. Like he's kind of like an an uglier Corey Martin, I believe, is what we said. But but even more successful. No knocks on you, Corey. Yeah, uh, you're very successful at what you do and handsome. Um, but <laughs> but you know he's he's Gavin DeGraw. He's kind of made it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's Wikipedia. <laughs> oh yeah, um, he could be related to Corey. Like now it's in my head, and he probably looks nothing like him. But yeah. go to the Wikipedia, type into Google Gavin DeGraw, go to the Wikipedia page, and tell me that isn't Corey Martin's cousin, at least. <sighs> exactly, and we'll do that. But that's our concert lineup. Very exciting. Uh, if you you want to see one of those acts we mentioned, make sure you have a ticket for Universal Studios Florida on that night. Again, it's all free with your admission to Universal Studios Florida. So take advantage of it if you can. It's a really a good time. Everything. The the food, the parade, the the music, it is it is great. But uh, that is it for our talk on Universal Mardi Gras. We don't really have any questions to answer this week as well too. So there was a couple that was about transportation getting to Universal and I I mean without going too in-depth, and I mean, we can talk about all the options, but I think it's simple enough to say at this point in the world, just use whatever rideshare program that you prefer over one or the other, whether it's getting from the airport to Universal or Walt Disney World to the airport, an off-site hotel to Universal, like just whatever rideshare you prefer, use it. So a lot of times I prefer Lyft, I prefer uh, Lyft just because well. of the, not only because of the company policies and stuff, but I all it, every time I get on Lyft, it seems like it's like ten percent off all your rides through yeah. the next week. So it's usually a lot more I, affordable. I've also, notice it, it actually the surge pricing happens. I think at different times than yeah. with with Uber. So I, I, there has never been a time where the ride wasn't less expensive. Yeah. So yeah, that's my recommendation on it. The other question we can answer comes from Yoli asking, "Why are most of the men at Disunplugged flaming homosexuals?" Just a coincidence. Did you not that, that I'm complaining? That would be mean. Um, I'm not that I'm complaining. That would be mean. Like, the complaint would be the mean thing. Not referring to everyone as a flaming homosexual. Just so that person's yeah. really clear. Like I, I just don't. If they would have asked this on a Tuesday show, I think I would have understood more. But they asked it on the show that was have, yes, three men in the room, but only one of them. Only one of them could be argued as a flaming homosexual, but you kind of have to get him worked up about a specific How thing to really you. get flaming. But oh. I mean, I'm defending you. I'm saying like you're not you're not the type of one that would like pinpoint on one specific thing, like Judy Garland. Oh my Judy, <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not like you that. will oh. remember me, won't but, you? 
<laughs> she had a sad life. I feel bad uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. So, but myself, I am I am straight and married to my my beautiful, lovely wife, who you can right see now. me with in many videos. <laughs> and of course, Corey back on the controls there is also straight with his lovely wife, who is also featured in some of our videos and over on his other channel where he was on before here. So, uh, yeah. Sean Cody. <laughs> no, that was a joke for only the gay people out there. We'll get that joke that. Corey was featured on a website. Okay, forget it. <laughs> okay, so... That uh, joke would have killed with a different audience. So, <laughs> next week, uh, in this episode, please leave questions that you want us to answer at the end of the episode next week or any of the weeks, and uh, we'll start compiling those again, too. So, But maybe let's make them not about flaming homosexuals. <laughs> so let's make them more about helping you plan your trip. I think that would be uh, helpful. And of course, uh, as mentioned last week and every week, if you do need help planning a Universal Orlando vacation, especially the booking part of it, we recommend Dreams Unlimited Travel, our sister site, uh, or as Rhino referred, our cousin site, to which then <laughs> I talk cousins. about. We're the kissing cousins here. <laughs> <laughs> the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel and and you know our agents that book Universal again they're experts at Universal Orlando they travel to Universal Orlando because they love going there and they love experiencing the hotels the parks so they are super knowledgeable about it and uh, if you need a free no obligation quote they can help you with that the services they make money off of the commission not by charging you anything so it is completely free and any advice you need throughout the process the Dreams Unlimited travel agent that you're working with can help you and then of course you can always come over to here to the Diz Unplugged or the Diz to get information about Universal that also help with your trip. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll be back with you next week with another episode. Until then, remember we have uh, DizUnplugged.com, home of our show notes page for this show and all the others on the Diz Unplugged podcast network so you can get links to our social media and more there. And then if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, make sure that if you can subscribe, that you do so and leave us feedback if possible. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe, hit that bell so you get notified when we have new videos. Leave us those comments and questions down below and also hit that thumbs up. So that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you again next week with another one. But until then, remember, we still have not changed the name. Bye.